Hi everyone, welcome to The Slot, this is Al. I just want to quickly apologise for the recording quality of this one. Uh, it was recorded on the road, so we went to Wentworth Con in New Jersey, and after that, as I travelled all the way from England, I thought I'd have to see New York City. So this was actually recorded in an apartment in the Bronx, using an iPad and some very small microphones, uh, so not at all the usual setup that we have to record the podcast. However, the quality is good enough that you can hear us, uh, there's a bit of background noise, but really, it's the content that matters, right? Yeah? Okay, let's get on with it. Disclaimer time. Okay, so first of all, we are not associated with Wentworth or Foxtel. We are each individually responsible for us and us alone. So, there we go. Secondly, we will be discussing spoilers in this podcast. So if you haven't watched the most recent episode, please go and watch, legally, the most recent episode. Come back and listen to our fabulous discussion. Finally, we will be swearing in this episode sometimes it isn't avoidable there is swearing in the show uh, most of it will probably be repeating that um so if you've got little ones around or children pop your earphones in or save it until they've gone to bed excellent now let's get on with it okay awesome okay it's definitely on right awesome okay, okay so now you've got your beer yeah cheers we're going to talk about episode three yeah mm-hmm. atonement um, so I'm just going to do a really quick recap of the episode. Um, so it was all about Kaz, really. We saw her in the slot after trying to blow up Mari, um, who did survive, so my prediction was wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and Ruby wasn't in there, so another prediction is wrong. Mm. Um, and everybody so far is still alive. So all of my predictions are wrong. Um, yep. What else did we see? In this episode, we saw, oh, we got introduced to a new guard, Sean Brody, um, who is the hipster hottie. And we also got introduced to Narelle Stang, who is a new prisoner, who knows Rita, right? Yes, she does. Sounds like she did a job on her family. Well, apparently from one of the magazines they had out, Narelle is from a known crime family, drug-dealing family. And actually, I thought... Mm in my mind that these people are probably affiliated if and or related to the Holtz which would be an interesting turnaround of events but uh, Norell Norell is played by Morjana O'Reilly or Morgana I'm sorry if I said your name wrong in case you're listening no offense please um, <laughs> she enters a prison on a supposed drug charge, was it? And no, it was an armed robbery charge because she says, um, she said, oh, they somehow tied me to an armed robbery, but I have no idea why. I was wearing a fucking balaclava, okay. which was the funniest line in the entire show. Because the magazine stated that she entered it on a drug charge and she's the member of an organized crime family. Well, I guess they got it wrong. So she recognized Rita as a cop. And a little background on Miss O'Reilly. She's actually a Kiwi actress, for those who are a bit nosy. Uh, she's best known for playing Naomi Canis in Neighbors. And she was also in Housebound, where she was nominated for a New Zealand Film Award in 2014. I think I recognize her from Neighbours, I think. But yeah, she, she looks very familiar. Um, 
and she is hilarious I really liked her I did think though that she was just going to be like a funny character and I thought she was really sweet um, and yeah I'll tell you why that changed my mind in a bit but first I want to talk about Ali in this episode because the episode opens with a flashback from Kaz while she sat in the cell and uh, we yeah. get to see uh, Ali covered in snot and vomit, which is always a pleasure. Um, but now we know... For you or Ali, because it's not for me. That's not my cup of tea, sorry. What I mean, I don't mind about? a bit of snot and vomit, but, you know, it's not my what? first choice. Uh, <laughs> but no, we, uh, we find out uh, why Kate... So Kate Jenkinson had uh, posted a picture on her Instagram saying that she loved a job where she gets to be covered in, like, snot and vomit or something like that. Um, oh, so now we know why. We know why. Mm. So Ali did not relapse. It was a flashback, which is always nice yes. to know. Yes. So Ali and Kaz was, was there. Mm-hmm. And Kaz was there. Yeah. So it was a bit of a history into Kaz and Ali's relationship. Um, mm. And we find out that that Ali is very instrumental in kind of Kaz's story because we knew they knew each other before. We knew that um, Kaz had been instrumental in Ali's life before, but we found out quite how important Ali is to Kaz in this episode, I feel. Would you agree? No, not really. I think she was very um, important to her, and we saw that in season four, the way she was very defensive and protective with Ali against B. Mm. So, but I mean... The, the, the thing is that Kaz is really heartbroken at the fact that she's lost Allie. Yeah. Meaning she lost her to Mari yeah. in this sense. Yes. This is a weird metaphor, but when you save somebody's life, they state that you're responsible for that person. And Kaz feels that she's responsible for Allie. Even though she did let her go on her way few seasons back but now because Mari's there she just feels this need and it's also in uh, parallel to her relationship with everybody where she feels the need to save people according to what Dr. Miller yes. was discussing with and her. It's, it's revealed although it's been uh, heavily hinted at before um uh, it was revealed that, that Kaz was abused by her father. And um, when the psychiatrist asks in what way, she just says in every way. So it sounds like she had a miserable childhood and that would explain a lot of her trust issues with men. It's horrifying. So can, I, can we talk about yes. Dr. Miller, please? Can we please talk about Dr. Miller for just a second? Before we go and talk about Dr. Miller, I do want to say that I'm very still disappointed in Will. Ah, uh, yeah. Because the way in which he treated not only Kaz, but you saw that he had those hurt feelings when he refused Ali from seeing her girlfriend, Mari. Yes, that's her girlfriend in case you people didn't know. Because she broke up with Ruby, so now she's with Mari, so deal with it. Bali, here we go. But he... I have a question. I mean, I don't want to divert from Dr. Miller, because I have some things I want to say about Dr. Miller. You didn't Miller even too. get me on but Dr. Miller Will, in, in a position of power as what he has as the governor, do you think... Because it is a conflict of interest, number one, and number two, he shouldn't be 
screwing with prisoners, which he's not, but still he has latent feelings for her. Do you think he can separate his feelings for Mari and do his job properly? Um, I mean, what Will's doing is illegal. Um, Mari is a ward of the state. No she can't consent. So, um, uh, no, essentially. I'm disappointed in Will because he's crossed a line for me. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a situation I didn't really see Will in because he'd had that kind of... He'd had a relationship with Kaz. It wasn't a sexual relationship. It wasn't a romantic relationship. But it was a relationship built on trust. And you could see that entirely break down when Kaz caught him and Mari kissing through the curtain. And I feel like for Kaz... The one man she has ever been able to trust, confide in, and love in a way, not in a romantic way, has just, in her mind, behaved like every other man. He just shattered her. He just shattered whatever light she had going forward. Yeah, and he made it... That's what I I think. I mean, like, okay, she shouldn't have tried to kill Mari. She shouldn't have done that. That's, you know, illegal. But, um... He, I think he had like a, he took a really cheap personal shot with bringing in the thing with Sonia. Many cheap shots. Because he's like Sonia, and bec- and he also said, oh, because I'm a man, yeah. the way. I mean, what what was that all about? I mean, seriously. But I do have a question. Do you think if he didn't have a relationship with Mari, and Kaz did do this to Mari, do you think he would acted differently? No, because he he acted... So we didn't see much of how he behaved when Sonia was killed. Um, I don't don't feel like she was really killed. She died in... Well, yeah, she was killed. Shut up, Al. Um, (laughs) uh, But she wasn't murdered. It was was manslaughter, really, wasn't it? It was self-defence. Well, it was defence of another... But yes. Um, well, it was an accident, if you ask me. Sonia just yeah, slipped. Yeah, it's kind of like a... These things happen in prison. It's, I mean, not, it's not Kaz's fault. Grace is waving it as to shut up. Um, so... <laughs> okay, so I feel... If we both shut up, there won't be a show, Grace. <laughs> so I feel like um, he Something. took the death of Sonia a lot less personal than he has taken the attack on Mari and that shows his relationship with yes. Mari and he's behaving with Kaz yes. in a way that, that is mm, yeah anyway it was horrible okay he's a fucker that guy he's not a fucker I he's a like bastard him. just he's like lost. Jake he, no mm. Will is completely lost and Jake isn't a bastard where is he um, lost in his pants no, he's lost. He's like he doesn't know who the hell he is. He's he coming morals, to terms. Maybe. Pardon? He needs morals. Yeah, and he's he's coming to terms with the fact that he's killed someone. No, that was a long time ago. No, it still is. Yeah, this that's is, the this is like that's the other thing too. Him dealing with the consequences. Yeah, you know he's just he's killed somebody, and he never thought he would ever cross that line. And I think he's. Okay, but the reason the reason why he killed somebody was to protect others, yeah. right? Just like what Kaz is doing. So why is he being hypocritical? Because I think her? he's trying to separate what he did from what she did. Human because nature. he's in love with the person that she did it to. 
it. So, yeah. And also, he can't see the danger that Mari is because he's blinded by that. That's right. Anyway, moving on. Um, let's talk about Mari now because we've kind of led, led into that. So um, Mari was... Uh, well, we see Mari in the hospital wing thing and she looked like shit, didn't she? She had been through the I thought she looked marvelous actually for someone who supposedly got blown up with a pipe bomb she looks great yeah she got away well with that but for uh yes she she didn't look well let's say she didn't look pipe bomb unwell Mm. but she looked unwell um and she had a little bandaged hands so she did a bit of a boomer but she uh she's a little bit snaky she is playing will um so she asks him to get her internet access. Ooh, yeah. dear. And Will agrees. Ooh, dear. Um, well, you knew he would, and he just fell for it, and that's the point. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, what's the matter with you? But it's understandable. Mm-hmm. What can you do? I mean, she is a very persuasive lady. Um, and it, Yes. <laughs> that's how she gets... So she's lost all of her contacts on the outside now, Um because of everything that's happened she has no power on the outside so she is desperately trying to regain power on the outside of those prison walls and to do that is to to manipulate will and that's exactly what she's doing and poor will can't even see it doing a good Mm. job but can we just talk about how amazing Susie porter's job is for a minute i mean i know like i know kissing your co-worker is a bit awkward right but it can't be a bad job, can it? Being like, oh, today I have to make out with um, Robbie Magasiva and, oh, I might make out with Kate Jenkinson <laughs> later. Like, it's, it's not a terrible job, is it? Gladly trade. I don't know. Looking, looking, on the out, looking, looking on the outside as a fan, yes, you could say that. But professionally speaking, if it's somebody at your job... Like what Kate said at the, you know, con. I, I don't know. I mean, even though I love Susie Porter and I love them all, and I wouldn't mind to get a little peck in there once in a while, but mm, I don't. But know. I mean, like, it's not like she has. It's not likely she has like the, you know, ugliest and and most horrible co-stars in the world, is it? They're beautiful. They're no, nice. she's lucky. They're friendly, they're funny. Yes. I'm sorry, but true, she has true. a good job. Okay, so um, Kaz was... Kaz agreed to be seen by this psychologist. Not psychologist, psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, Dr. Miller. We, we went over the differences between the psychiatrist and psychologist last Yeah, but time. the reason why I'm so confused is because I don't think they know what he is and he knows what he is. I don't think anybody knows what the hell he is. I don't understand his job. Really? No, I don't understand his job. Is he doing therapy? What, like, what is happening? I <sighs> I think he's experimenting on the women. I know you think he's experimenting on the women. I think... <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with you, but let's talk about um, psych- psychologist, psychiatrist, Kaz seeing, seeing the psychiatrist. Um... Yeah, I don't really understand his role. Um, it's a bit weird. But we did kind of go over that last time. Um, he brings in Ali into a therapy session without telling either of them. Yeah, that's usually a tactic most people do, especially a parent. 
<laughs> when they want to try and bring two people together. Yeah, but he's not a parent. You know? He's a professional. The, the, sometimes there are certain tactics you have to use when you're dealing with certain patients. I feel like he crossed In order the line. to get them to open up. Do you? I don't think so. I feel like he crossed the line. I think sometimes, sometimes you have to push certain individuals in order for them to, number one, talk. And for them to open up and realize some of the actions that they cause have consequences. Just like how he mentioned to Kaz that, oh, you know, you seem that you want to save the vulnerable people. And there are some people who are looking for that champion. But then other people, such as Ali, are telling her this is her choice. This is what she wants she wants to grow up. She doesn't want to be babied by Kaz anymore because Kaz probably sees her as, you know, a, a younger sister or, or daughter or something of that nature. Mm. And she wants to coddle her and protect her from people such as Mari, whereas Ali just wants to do what she wants to do and she thinks she can handle it. So there's a little bit of a... A fandom theory that Ali may be Kaz's daughter. Now, I don't... I, I don't know. Um, I don't know about it. Um, there, but there is something that I did want to very, 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 very quickly um, read out. And um, that is something that a, a, another fan kind of contemplated on uh, on Facebook and I'm just trying to find the, uh, the screen cap of this at the moment because they made an incredibly good point um, so quite a, people, a lot of people were talking about uh, Kaz's trust issues with men and, and seeing the, the male psychiatrist and how you know Will was like oh is it because I'm a man and she's had this history with of abuse from men um so somebody um, called Susan Taylor Thomas on one of the uh, Wentworth Facebook groups uh, says this. She said, do you remember how hard it was for B to trust anyone? How hard it was for her to let her guard down and let anyone in? Ali was for B what Will was to Kaz. Will and Kaz may not have had a sexual relationship, but they had a friendship based on trust. And for Kaz to have that with a man, well, that was huge. Women who are so broken in the way that Kaz and B were, trusting someone again is nearly impossible. You have to really prove yourself to gain this their confidence true. again. Kaz is nearing the end. She has lost everything she ever loved or believed in. As in the words of B. Smith, I'm so tired. The writers are giving Kaz her redemption story. She will be the next to leave us. So, Kaz gone da. I don't want to hear that. Um... But actually, I don't want to hear um, it. Susan Taylor Thomas has put that very, very well. Yeah, um, and true. It was so well that I, I did ask her permission job, to read Susan. it out. Yeah, okay. good job. I did ask her permission to read it out because I didn't want to uh, paraphrase it or put it in my own words because I feel like she's done the perfect job there. So thank you, Susan, yes, for doing I agree. my you. job for me. Um, but she does make a very, very valid point. This is kind of mirroring B's story. You can see that she is, as top dog, there is so much pressure on her and she had to cross that line with Mari to keep the women safe. And she's always been very anti-violence against women. Yeah. Um, 
Well, so that went out the door in season the the, <laughs> the last season anyway when she yeah, sewed she's up been somebody. Slowly, slowly crossing more lines, hasn't she? And this is the final straw. And I think she's just looked in the mirror and thought, "Oh my goodness, what have I become?" Um, and I think we're starting to see her just, yeah, lose. And herself. karma's a bitch because the same shit that she was accusing B of, and I'm always going back to B. I don't know why. I know. I mean, I love B, so I guess that's how it is. I guess I'm like Will, in a way. Okay, so I'm gonna move you swiftly on, just because I'm concerned about time. Um, Doctor Miller. So after, so Kaz kind of lets her guard down, and she's like, "Right, this relationship with with Will means so much to me that I'm gonna see this psychiatrist and prove that I can, you know." fix things and that well he wanted to put her in the psych unit didn't he what I mean, is that in the background oh it's cars i'm on a road oh he wanted to put her in a psych unit he wanted to keep her in isolation he didn't even want her to come out at all and it was vera who was the one who actually uh championed for kaz that she shouldn't be held in there because number one she's a top dog and number two will can't do that and will was adamant in keeping her isolated away from mari because but he did want to put mari right but this is again going back to the fact that it's personal for will yes because I he's understand in love with that. mari yes so, i understand that so yeah she goes to therapy um this weird therapy situation with dr miller who is honestly i'm finding him really fucking creepy i already told you i didn't trust him from day one no but now i'm like he's he's creep oh now you believe me eh? Mm. i believed you then oh okay I, i believed you then but um there's something it's not not trusting it's gone beyond that for me it's just he's creepy it's, I'm getting Jess vibes. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just in the way he talks, there's just some intonation in his, his, his voice. But I, don't, you know. I have to say he did bring up some very good points to Kaz, and it actually made me think about humanity in general as well as myself. He pointed out to Kaz and asked her, why do you think you responded with violence? You didn't think the prison staff would help and you always seem you feel the need to help the vulnerable was that because you yourself needed help Um. those are some really powerful words and responding with violence is usually the easiest thing that a human being can do Um. as opposed to conversation or persuasion because for the most part as you can see in the real world if you just ask somebody for something or or you prefer them not to do something to you they're just going to tell you to fuck off Mm -hmm. but if you beat the hell out of them (laughs) they're going to listen a little bit more or think Mm. twice before they decide that they want to you know harm your person in in terms of the kind of Uh, therapy or whatever it was that he was doing I felt that he was pushing her a little bit too much Um, and I think that he was suggesting things that I don't know I just don't think he was 
I think there was an ulterior motive to to what he was doing there. No, I don't think so because Kaz is so bottled up. There are so many walls that need to be broken down. He had to go this route. There, he didn't really have much time to deal with her because he wanted her to come out of isolation because the longer she stayed in isolation, the longer she had time to think about whatever it was that she did, all the sorrows, all the hurt, everything that Will did to her, seeing what Allie did to her, the way Allie acted with her. To be alone and not have any type of human contact, that'll just turn you crazy. I don't know if you've ever been in isolation before or you were alone for a lengthy amount of time where you had no human contact, nobody to talk to, nobody Mm. to give you any type of physical you know uh love not in a sexual way but just in you know caring way because human beings are for the most part quite gregarious beings and if you're isolated from that even though most people like being alone which i do it 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 takes a toll on your psyche and it just sometimes it turns you a little crazy and i don't think dr miller wanted that for kaz he sees something in her so she kind of he asks her a very interesting question and says um did you ever want a family and she says once which i think is is a clue i feel like that's a, a planted little clue for us that maybe she did have a family at some point and maybe she lost that family or it was or, taken away from her. Yeah, or it was taken away from her. So I think that that's something that would be interesting to explore further. And I'm, I'm sure that if it is something, if it is a clue, that, that we'll, we'll see that in the next episode. Um, but after she has these uh, little sessions with uh, creepy Dr. Miller, she... Um, she apologizes or confesses i don't don't really know what to call it to will you can see that that took a lot for her to do is to admit okay yeah i've done something that i shouldn't have done and you were right and i think that you were right thing is very very difficult for her to admit to anybody especially to a man another man a man yeah so i think we saw a real turning point in cars there um and then she's released from isolation. Good. And I just want to talk about how good Tammy McIntosh looks in slow motion. It's, <laughs> it's like slow motion was made for her. Oh, God. I um, think slow motion was made for them all, to be honest with you. <laughs> there's something about Tammy, though, when she, when she walks down those halls in slow motion... And she blinks in slow motion. It's like, oh, something is gonna happen. It's like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I get chills when that that happens. Um, so yeah, she gets a big hug from all of her crew as she comes out, which is very sweet. Um, and it's like she's returning home. So yeah, she mm. comes out. She has all these hugs from everybody. You know, and, and she goes around kind of putting her affairs in order as, as how I feel it was. She kind of, she tells, you know, well, Ali comes to her as soon as she gets out of the slot and goes, keep your mouth shut about um, being in the red right hand because 
uh, Narelle Stang's in there, and we find out that the red right hand um, beat up her brother on a false on on a false uh, allegation that that he was abusing a woman, and uh, as a result of that beating, he was rendered disabled. You know, after she hears this information, she sees Narelle, and. Uh, yeah, she says that, you know, I did it. I uh, I was the one that bashed your brother. Um, which I really got the, she's putting her affairs in order there. She seems to kind of make up with Ali a little bit. They sit at the table together and eat, um, you know, how it used to be. So it just seems like it's coming to a conclusion for Kaz. I think she's going to die. She may Okay, can we move on? Dog. No, I need to talk about this. I need to get it out there. Like, she's. I'm not. I'm not listening. <laughs> you can. You can not listen all you want, but the other people out there need to listen. Um, she's either. What makes die. you think they're gonna listen? I don't want to hear it. Sit down. You're so this. mean. <laughs> she's. Oh, I'm gonna wait for that car to go past. Um, she's either going to die or she's gonna step down as top dog. Well, she's tired. She's tired. In the words of B. Smith, I'm so tired. I don't blame her. Because mm. these people are fucking bitches. But by admitting to Narelle Stang that it was the red right hand and she was part of the red right hand that uh, bashed her brother, has she dumped not only Ali but her entire crew in the shit? Well, this girl doesn't know that they're part of the crew. Uh, it's not going to take long to work out when she finds out that they're all in for the same thing. Well, she said that she was the red right hand. She mm. didn't say we are. She said, I am the red right hand, and I did it. I don't think it's so going to take took, it, it. She took on all the responsibility. She did, but it's kind of hinted that it is well known that it was a group of people Mm. So, anyway. This girl, actually, Norell Stang, has a thing with Costa. Apparently, they're rival drug dealers together, and they just don't like each other. With that being said... Stang. With that being said, it is most unfortunate that my lady Rita is being used by Narelle because Narelle knows that Rita is a cop. So I I just feel bad. See, I think this is a lot more complex than um, than that. I think that um, Rita is playing a double bluff here. Well, whatever the bluff is, Rita, you know, you can just... There, accidents happen in prison all the time. Just a little push off the stairs or maybe up on the building. Things happen. CCTV's not everywhere. You know, get rid of this girl already. It's oh. too much of a, a human to... Not, a, not too much Forget human. that human. There's no such thing as humans in prison. Just I kick her down notice. the stairs or something. No, I think I think Rita's playing Norella at her own game. I think we'll we'll find that out in the next episode because at the end of this I episode, I disagree. So yes, at the end go of this, on. I mean, we we get to see a lot of my favourite uh, Rita face in this episode, which is the oh shit face. Um, we saw it 
when Ray proposed. Oh. Uh, and we saw it twice in this episode. Once where Narelle Stang... Oh, no, three times. Once where Narelle Stang, Stang turned up. Second was when the, uh, uh, the, the cafeteria scene where Narelle was threatening to out her as a cop. And then the third time was at the very end when Narelle Stang turns round and says, I want you to kill Kaz Proctor, which is where we end that show. I'm not feeling Narelle right now. I'm not feeling her because she's after my Rita, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for her. I'm anti-Narelle She's not after at Rita, she's using Rita. Same difference. Oh, she's blackmailing her. You don't do that. She's blackmailing you know, her. It's bad, don't do but... That. What I was going to say is she thinks she has this upper hand on Rita and she doesn't as far as Are I you sure? Believe. You sure? You're sure? You sure about that? I'm sure. But I think so. I was thinking she was like all like sweet and funny. Like she first sees Kaz and she's like, are um, oh, your Kaz Proctor heard you try to blow somebody up. Remind me not to piss you off. And then the balaclava mm. thing and the the bacon um pig police joke um and the costa is a cunt um i thought she was going to be the sweet funny light-hearted comedy character that we're gonna have really no. yeah i thought she was probably gonna chuck the mix in a bit with rita being a cop but honestly i thought we were gonna have a light-hearted comedy character in her until the very last scene where she asks rita to kill Cas proctor um, and we see she didn't ask her she commands her she's like I want you to do something else for me that's not asking she's telling I mean, her. she can she can try and command things off Rita but I don't think Rita takes that kind of shit are you sure about that because Rita doesn't want to be outed imagine everybody finding out that there's a cop amongst them Rita's dead I think she'd be more dead if she killed Kaz If anybody found out, yeah. But I, I don't mean, think Rita will do know. that. It's not. It's not. It's not in her constitution to do that. I mean, she couldn't even go through. Well, Ruby talked her out of it with Mari, but still, I don't think she would really go through with it. She just has that mentality. She's not going to do it. I She's not a killer. I don't know because I think Rita isn't a cop anymore. I said this last time. I don't think she's a cop. I think she's through and through a conqueror. So I think she does have it in her. But I think she also has the justice part of her in her, which comes with being a conqueror and it comes with being a cop, is justice. And, yeah, so I think that we're going to see some interesting stuff from Rita, some interesting decisions. Well, yeah, of course, but she's mm. not a killer, really. Unless... She's protecting her sister. Then that's a different story. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked a lot about the serious side of the show, of this show. Um, oh, we haven't talked about Sean Brody yet. So let's talk about the hypsotty, as in Sean Brody. Um, so we see a new so Sean Brody, in. played by Rick Donald. He's an Aussie. Best known for being Lowell in Friends with Better Lives, which was actually a USA show in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, he's an ex-guard from Walford Males Prison, so he has a history with Jake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, he showed up in a lot of shows 
one of which was Passenger, which was a 2017 American movie that I think you said you saw him in. Good or film, Or you remember yeah. him from. Yeah, well, yeah, I, didn't, I, I, didn't I don't know where know. I remembered him from, but I've seen that film, so I'm guessing it's there. He was in uh, Underbelly Razor, and he was also in Sea Patrol with Tammy McIntosh, so they go way back. And mm. he was also a Loggy nominee for his role in 800 Words in 2017, so he's quite accomplished himself. Mm. So he looks like a dodgy guy to me. Sorry. You know, he speaks like a bit of a wide boy, like he's got something going on. And it's hinted oh, heavily yeah, that he was, uh, he was running some sort of like drug business at Walford well, um, well, with the not, prisoners. Not only that, I think he's doing some type of racketeering with the, the betting and somebody's yeah. going to get themselves in trouble for that. So, we, uh, yeah, so let, that brings us to Smiles. So the newly appointed Deputy Governor Smiles, which oh, is... so both, proud of her. It's the best writing decision in the world, but it's the worst professional decision in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we see her, um, you know, refuse to take money off, off Boomer in the start. Um mm. You know, because she's deputy governor now. She cares about her job, obviously. So um, she, yes. she refuses to do a deal with Good Boomer. Good for you. Good for her. Um, and uh, hmm. then we see her talk betting with Brody. Um, he hmm. kind of was, you know, they have this shared interest. And he gave her a tip, which she didn't take. And uh, unfortunately, that tip came out good. So well, I do you think it came out good, or you're just thinking that he said that just to reel her in? Oh, we will see. We will see. I'm sure, but I think he's going to use that in some way. He's going to use that to kind of get in there with her, make her do something that's not so good. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking the same thing too. But he cornered. That's why it's very um, difficult to trust new people. Hmm. And he cornered Vicky Costa um, coming out of the library area. Um, and Jake caught him talking to Costa and said, it didn't take you long yeah. to start your shit up again. Um, which oh, oh. proves that Jake is concerned about the women, which proves that Jake is nice and Jake is lovely. I'm not sure about that, but you see Jake is trying to redeem himself because he's in the doghouse with Vera. Because he's inside a very, very good person that's made some stupid decisions and he's trying to make up for it. You and this Jake guy. What's so special about him? Nothing. <laughs> I think, so I just think Jake is an incredibly complex and heavily misunderstood character. As they all are. But I feel Jake more than a few others. Not most, but a f uh, Jake, within the fandom... I think is very misunderstood. But, yes. So I think there's something there. But, I mean, there's been a question in the fandom whether it's Brody pulling Costa to one side was more than drugs and maybe it was um, more of a sexual advance. Well, I will say one thing. When... Uh, <laughs> When Smiles was checking him out, I don't know who said it, but when Brody was walking out the door, 
from the lunchroom. Smiles probably said it. It has to be her because I remember her saying the same thing about Jake. She said gay about him. See, I didn't catch this. Mm. I did not catch this. I've watched it twice and I haven't catched it. I've watched it three times. Um, I watched it twice. I haven't catched it. I haven't caught it. So I have not caught that. Um, however, there yes, is a lot of people again. saying about the um, the gay innuendo in that, which, but I don't think there's anything behind it. At least I hope there's not anything behind it. Why Brody being gay? Well, I don't care if Brody's gay, but I. Um, so basically, people are like, well, there were so many gay innuendos in the scene with Jake that um, oh. he must be gay, and that's the writer's way of telling us that he's gay. Um, and I have a lot more credit for the writers and the fact that if he was gay and if he does turn out to be gay they will approach it with a lot more um sensitivity than the jokes of um so jake tells him to go fuck fuck himself and he says i would if i could mate apparently that's gay um and then Linda walks in and says, uh, what's up his ass?" So people are like, well, Jake's obviously had a relationship with, um, a sexual relationship with Brody in the past. Oh, I personally don't think that's the case. And if it, if it is the case, I have a lot of confidence in the writers that they would um, portray that in a more sensitive way than a few jokes. Before we talk about kind of the comedic relief of this episode, um, I just want to say how much I love it when Ruby says Rita, Rita, or Reets, Rita. I love it. Probably my accent is awful, Reets. but Reets. Well, I, um, I prefer that. I prefer that versus sugar tits. I can tell you. Oh, that don't much. even get me started on sugar tits. Actually, I'm <laughs> angry. I think that's what turned me off of Ruby. I uh, oh, sugar tits. I mean, I have a real bone to pick with whoever writer came up with that Uh, I think they did um, that on purpose because they wanted the fandom to dislike her I don't know I I don't think they did want the fandom to dislike her you sure about that yeah because there's nothing wrong with Ruby Ruby's a lovely character she's really endearing and yeah anyway I could talk for ages about the characters but we're here to talk about the episode so let's talk about Boomer and Liz (laughs) So, uh, Liz makes a bit of a Freudian slip during breakfast uh, while she's staring... I'd love a good lovingly, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> staring lovingly at a sausage. Oh, I love a good fuck. Um, <laughs> which made everybody laugh. Um, so, Boomer decides to arrange a, a prostitute or sex worker <laughs> for Liz to have a little route so she goes to Ali thinking uh, you know Ali's the key to the gates on that one because <laughs> you know Ali knows a lot of prostitutes that's why well she she was a sex worker we do know that but most of her contacts as women, she said are female. women <laughs> yeah exactly but Boomer tries and she is successful find Vince who comes highly recommended, and I want to know who Vince is uh, and what makes him so highly recommended. <laughs> oh, I'd really like to oh, know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I want to see um, who Vince is too. 
But she ends up getting... So she, she asks Smiles originally for a conjugal, how much a conjugal would cost. And Smiles was like, uh, my job, I'm deputy governor now. Not doing it. And she's like, oh, I'm deputy governor now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had some great fun. I bet uh, Katrina Milosevic had great fun with that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yes. Uh, what was I saying? Um, I've lost my train of thought. You were talking about Boomer getting a male ah, escort. Ah, yes. It didn't, you know... And Miles it didn't is, work out with Miles. Yeah. Her but eventually she changed She changed her mind once mm. money was involved, you know. Her like, response that's Miles. Did not last long, it, did it? It won't last for long, yeah. I should have bet on that. If I bet on Miles, I would be rich by now. If a lot of people bet on Miles, they'd be, they'd be rich by now. If Miles bet on Miles, she'd be rich by now. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, oh, so, my God. So, uh, <laughs> Boomer goes to tell Liz that she's got this conjugal arranged for her. And Liz does <laughs> the funniest thing that Liz has ever done. Fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? Actually, it's awful. But she's like, fucking great, yes. And then she does this hip gyration things. Friends organising sex for me. I just loved her in that scene. I thought she was brilliant. But... Yeah, but, but the fact that she soiled her bed was a little disheartening because that hits close to home for me. And... I know that it is part of the um, the disease. Um, yes. But I feel like this is increasingly leading us to think that something is wrong with the medication that uh, Dr. Miller has put her on. Because she already said earlier in the episodes about having cramps as a result. Mm-hmm. And she's experiencing these side effects. I think that we're going to see something emerge uh, with regards to the medication. Yeah. Yeah, I well, think, yeah, I think so too with the medication, but um, I think there's something dodgy about it. Well, yes, definitely that I agree with, and the fact that when he deals with Liz, I definitely think somebody should be in the room with her, because although yes. she may not seem like she's gone, she's mm. not always there. And we, we touched on this last time. Um, I'm did. sure that we will have uh, a lot more to say on that. Um, but Liz goes into Kaz's room at the end and, and just asks her if she's all right, and we see Kaz crying. Um, and you can just see that exchange between the two characters of yeah. just this knowledge of pain. And you can see, I mean... I think Kaz is is probably feeling some really deep stuff about, you know, failing to protect Ali, who is... I don't think she failed. She didn't fail to protect. Ali rejected her. How would you feel if there was somebody who you thought that you, you know, you saved and you loved that person so much, you know, even though you may have... In Kaz's eyes, she has failed to protect her against Mari. The bomb didn't go off, and Ali is still close to Mari. She failed to protect her in her eyes, and that's the only person she's ever wanted to protect. But the point of the matter is when Dr. Miller brought up the fact that you protect the vulnerable, but how do you feel when they don't want your protection? Like how Ali displayed herself 
when she said, this is my choice. I want to be with Mari. Then she went on to blame her and said that she doesn't like the fighting and Mari's not that much of a bad person. Uh, How do you think, like, if you had someone that you cared about that much, that you were with them from ground zero, that you, you know, you brought them to the light when they were down in the dungeon in the abyss, and all of a sudden they turn on you and go back to the thing that you saved them from, and then they come back and tell you, this is my choice. Yeah, but in, in Ali's words, Kaz didn't let her grow up, and... I think that that says a lot. I think Kaz is wanting that, that, uh, no, Ali, sorry, is wanting that freedom that Kaz has never been able to give her because at the end of the day, Kaz doesn't trust her. I don't know. I don't believe that because Kaz didn't do anything when Ali was with Ruby. Did Kaz say, oh, I don't think this girl is good for you or something no, like that? You know what I mean? No, because she Ruby was good for her. She can see. Exactly. But it's like when you're a parent and you see your child making some stupid decisions with somebody who is taking advantage of them. They can't see it. They are madly in love. But you can see it. And it's infuriating. And that's that's what's happening with Kaz and Ali. Yeah, I understand that. But the point of the matter is the fact that Ali is blaming Kaz for not letting her grow up. Yeah. Kaz has let her grow up. Because if that were the case, then she would say something. Wouldn't she say something like, mm, I don't think Ruby's a good choice for you, or maybe you haven't grieved for B enough. I'm, I know I'm going back to B. But my point is, Kaz has let Ali grow up. Ali is projecting and using Kaz as his excuse for her particular behavior because I think- she knows that being with Mari is not the best See, uh, so I disagree with you there. I think there is some some part of Ali that is uh, not taking responsibility where she should, but I also do think there is a huge part of her that is right. You know, I don't think that she can see that Mari's a bad person. Um, I think she wants to believe that Mari has changed because Mari is familiar. Um, you know, remember that she's just lost me. Um and she's now lost yeah. Kaz, and she's lost Ruby. She wants something familiar, and the last time she was truly happy was with Mari. So she's going to seek that out again. She's going to seek it out again. And but was she happy? Was she was she happy with Mari when she was high? Probably. Or was it just some type of? Well, then this is just an illusion. Yeah, she she. Even though I will. I, I will admit that Miss Porter did say that Mari really loves Ali. She stressed it like five times when we were talking to her, how much Mari loves Ali. And I think she does love but Ali. What but type I, of love yeah, is that? That's, that's what I was going to say. I don't, I don't think that type of love is oh, okay. healthy. But yes. Anyway, we should, we should wrap up and we should talk about our predictions for the next show, so the next episode, which is called Karen. Oh, so it's all about So she's going to die. Oh, stop! I hate it when you say that. (laughs) She's going to die. I mean, let's face it, all my predictions have been wrong thus far, so um, we'll see how that one goes. But I think Kaz is going to die. I think we're wrapping up for another top top dog. I don't think Rita's going to be the one to kill her, though. Yeah, I agree. Rita's not going to do that. 
Um, um, I think there's a, there's a huge part of me that worries that Kaz is going to kill herself. Yeah, I kind of saw that too. Because she's tired. And I can just see... Mm, and, like, my predictions for kind of, like, moving forward with that, um, you know, I think next episode we'll learn a bit more about Boomer's parole hearing and possibly may see Boomer get parole, but I think as soon as Kaz dies, Boomer's going to stuff up her parole because, A, she can't cope on the outside. She's not made for the outside. She needs to be in prison. She's completely institutionalised. And I think she's going to stuff it up as well because she wants to be with Liz. Because, again, Boomer is somebody that's lost everybody. Mm. Well, Katrina herself did say something like that when we did the meet and greet. Was it the meet and greet? or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which we're, okay, not, talking we're not talking about. about. But the, we're not but talking the point about. is that someone like Boomer, if, God forbid, something should happen to Kaz, then Boomer would probably worry about Lizzie because then who's going to take care of Lizzie now? And that's the thing with Boomer is that she has this massive yes. heart, um, which sometimes is not the best thing for her. But I personally think that prison is the best place for Boomer, really controversially, because I think that she can't survive on the outside. Well, I don't know. You, I, I, I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't um, put it past Boomer. Once she gets used to something, I think she would be okay. If they have like job placements and things of that nature, I think she would be okay. She just needs a mentor on the outside to help steer her the right way you know i that that's what i believe i think she'd need more than a mentor a shag I think, I think boomer is somebody that needs this no i think she needs structure and i think she needs somebody to tell her what to do and you know that doesn't really happen when you're an adult on the no, outside and she has no family really anyway yes. no so have you got any other predictions to add there i think Rita's gonna kill Norel. <laughs> she needs to anyway. <laughs> Rita's gonna kill Norel. I think we're gonna see. I do really. I really hope. Part of me really helps that Vicky Costa becomes top dog when Kaz dies because I just think it'd be oh hilarious. It'd be worse than the freak. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Freak. I don't. All she's gonna do is just push her drugs. And speaking of what, what happened to uh, Tina Mercado? She got paroled. Like, she's gone, Kim Chang is gone. She either got paroled or died, it's one worse. Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, even, um, what what happened to Juice? Juice isn't there, Juice's crew's not there. She probably got... Paroled. She's probably, like, off in some, you know, tongueless prison. (laughs) Maybe she got a tongue transplant. (laughs) Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be really interesting. So a lot of the characters, Um, they're gone. Don't see them, and we didn't notice her. They also paroled uh, Dan- Danielle. Oh yeah, Alexis that was a while well. ago, though. Yeah, which we talked and, about uh, last and, time. And uh, Sophia, well, her real name is Sophia, but um, Mel Barrett, who is in the red right hand, she's not there anymore. Coincidentally, she uh-huh. did have a baby last year. So yes. Oh, that yes, is coincidence. Yes, yes. And so yeah, she was. Probably and we paroled. were supposed to touch on where are they so, now. However, because you love Jake so much, you wanted me to point out the fact that uh, what is it? What was the name of that TV series that's coming up? That Leia Purcell. My life is My life murder. Is murder. Yeah, supposedly Jake, aka Bernard Curry, is going to be in it along with 
Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on, wait, wait, wait. You can't just say, Bernard Curry is going to be in My Life is Murder. There's something very, very important about Bernard Curry in My Life is oh, Murder. Yes. Please do share. He has the Bernie beard. Ah. Oh, yeah. He, he has yeah, the he Bernie the beard. beard. He's got full Bernie beard. So, I mean, that's what... It's worth watching just for that, really. Uh-huh. I'm going to watch it because of Daniel I'm Cormack. sure it's a brilliant show. Who's also going to be in it. I'm going to watch it for Bernie's beard, Bernie's face, Bernie's Figured. acting, Danielle's face, Danielle's hair, Danielle's acting, Leah's direction. Uh, is Leah in it? That I'm not sure. She didn't say, but she did direct it, so anything's possible. But I will check um, it out. So I'm going to watch for all yeah. of those things. And the fact that it's got murder in the title. We all know how much yes. I love murder. So, so that's it all for right. now. But yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, peace out for now. Okay, and I'll see you next bye. week. Bye. people know about us now you know jenko knows about us yeah pam um, katrina melissific knows about us pam knows about Damn. us tammy mcintosh knows about us so what was that did you fall oh, who knows okay. well cool so no it wasn't my end oh it must have been grace